Welcome to the Sailing to Success podcast, the show created exclusively for entrepreneurs and small business owners looking for a safe port in the storm of fast-paced business growth. Lindsay Phillips is the founder of Smooth Sailing Online Support, a company dedicated to helping entrepreneurs and small business owners increase customer service, run their business more effectively, and increase their profits. Prepare to be inspired and learn some practical tips and strategies you can use in your business today. And now, welcome your host and captain for this 30-minute excursion, Lindsay Phillips. Welcome to the Sailing to Success podcast. I'm Lindsay Phillips, your host and captain for this 30-minute excursion. And of course, for those that have you have listened into my show before, you know that I love sharing practical tips, business building strategies um, that you can really implement and be more productive and boost your profits in your business. So today, it's one of my favorite topics as I'm delving more and more into it myself, and that is all about uh, Facebook ads because we know how lucrative they are. Now, so today I'm really excited to be talking to uh, Moitza Mars. She is a social media consultant founded and founded her consultancy called Super Spicy Media, love the title, after losing a job at an advertising agency. So her work focuses on helping businesses manage their social media accounts so they can devote their time to growing their business. She's also been helping consultants with generating more leads and creating more profits through Facebook ads. And she's actually published a book called Facebook Ads Manual, Everything You Need to Know to Get Started, and is also the maker of Master Facebook Marketing Weekly Video Series. So thanks, Moisa, um, for coming on my show. Thank you so much for having me. Gosh, the so to dive right in, I do want to ask you because I'm kind of curious. Um, I always love to know people's stories. Um, so losing your job in an advertising agency, um, what made you move into going into your own business versus another corporate job? So I was already working with a couple of friends. I had a couple of friends that had like uh, online stores and we were doing Facebook ads and I was pretty good at what I did there and I haven't had any help you know from a boss or anything so after they fired me from my job I said you know what I'm pretty good at doing this I don't need help from anyone I don't need anyone to just hand me hand over work to me so I said you know what I'm going to uh, you know fund my own company and that's how I got started amazing that's awesome what did it feel scary or were you just like more excited uh, I think it was. I think it was both. It was absolutely. Yeah, it was absolutely scary because I mean, I started on my own. I was what I think I was twenty three years old. Oh my goodness! Yeah, and and I was like, I don't even know how to get clients. But again, I was so so excited because it was just a blank page. Everything yeah. was a blank page, and I had you know all the things in the world I could do and try and experiment with. So it was kind of both. No doubt. A gutsy move, but I mean, clearly it's worked for you and you've, you've done well. So good for you. Thank you. <laughs> um, so, I mean, God, Facebook ads, it's like if, if there's an online business or a coach out there that's not using <laughs> Facebook ads um, for lead generation, um, they certainly should. But And of course, with Facebook, there's so many challenges, so many changes. Um, it's almost like there's too much to know. What, what do you feel are some of the biggest mistakes that entrepreneurs make? 
So what a lot of people do is they open up their Facebook advertising account and the first thing they do is they start advertising their products that are, I don't know, maybe $300 worth yeah. or something like that. And they start advertising and they, obviously they don't make any sales and they come to me saying, you know what, I, this, this, does, this doesn't work. Facebook ads don't work. Mm -hmm. I don't know where do you get those results. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, you know how it is. So, oh, yeah. so uh, I always try to tell people that you cannot just appear out of nowhere to an unknown audience and start advertising and kind of get great results. What you need to do is establish trust with them through a little bit of value, give them a little bit of value for free, and then start pitching them on a product or a service or anything else you have to offer. So that's, I think, like the number one problem that they do is just kind of diving in and start promoting products without yeah. establishing trust. And obviously, another big problem is that they start with in, an audience that doesn't know them. So it's not retargeting. It's not their email list. So they advertise to people that don't know them. And obviously, those people just scroll over the ad. They don't even no, know. No, exactly. They don't know who they are. They're like, I don't need to spend my money on you. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. So that's why, you know, the, uh, their ads are not effective. <laughs> So clearly it's a lead generating tool to get them into your sales funnel and Absolutely. build that relationship. Um, now retargeting, you've already brought up the word, so I thought I'll go there already. Um, so retargeting of course is, is different and, and a lot of people don't understand even what it means. Mm -hmm. um, if you can explain that for us. Absolutely. So retargeting is, it's so simple to explain it. So when a person will land, for example, on my webpage, yeah. I can actually show them uh, Facebook ads after they've seen my webpage, I don't know, they read a blog post of mine and after they kind of go off the webpage, say, you know what, I'm going to check what my friends are doing on Facebook right now. They can see my ad because um, Facebook has tracked them and they, yeah. they kind of found them on Facebook and I show them the ad for my webpage, maybe for, like, I, like you said, lead generation. You know what? I have an email list. Here you go. You can subscribe to my email list because you have read one of my blog posts. Right. And there you go. So uh, Facebook usually tracks people that come on my webpage and they show them the ads for my, I don't know, uh, email list on Facebook. So you have different ads then that are for people that Facebook knows they've already been to your website or they're already on your e-list. Is that correct? I'm sorry. Can you, can you repeat that? <laughs> That's okay. So you have different ads that you put out to the people that have already been on your website. So they're, they're a little warmer than cold. Yeah, absolutely. So you can do you can do a lot more with the people that already know you that have visited your web page. You can you can pitch them a subscription to your email list, for example. You can pitch them a product if they read uh, some of your blog posts and they already know you. So, but when you target an unknown audience, yeah, you cannot go directly into pitching them something because they don't know you and they don't know the value you provide. They don't know anything about you, and you have to establish value for trust first and value uh so yeah perfect it's definitely with retargeting yeah and i uh, yeah i know there's a lot of confusion around that but that was a good way to explain it that's perfect mm -hmm. um so what other mistakes do you do you find people kind of dive into or or why they're they're not getting some successes i guess trying to do everything at once <laughs> <laughs> 
So they usually create three different campaigns for three different things. They don't really know what they're doing. They're experimenting and they do everything at once and they don't even ever optimize because they create their first campaign. It doesn't go well. They don't check the analytics mm -hmm. and they say this doesn't work. They're overwhelmed and they walk away from Facebook ads forever and never, never come back. So you're saying um, instead of running a few campaigns at the same time, you should kind of test some, see what works, tweak it, and then put it in the hopper again? Absolutely. So I would do one Facebook ad campaign for starters, mm -hmm. run, run that for, I don't know, one day to three days, and then check back with that campaign and see what the results were. Uh, check the analytics, which people, uh, I mean, how old were the people that clicked on the ad? Where, the, where are they coming from? And then mm -hmm. optimize based on that. Maybe change the copy a little bit, change the design, change the visual, and then re ran the campaign so you get you narrow down um, yeah. your ad as much as possible and optimize it for success and don't just walk away from it because usually the first version of the ad is never the best oh, absolutely. Ad. yeah so you have to keep optimizing it keep changing it so you find like that perfect formula that works for your company Perfect. That's great advice. And, and as you were saying, to kind of tweak um, the text and the graphic. Now, I know um, Facebook recently, finally, lifted that darn 20% rule, which was so painful. <laughs> um, so, uh, and I know another colleague of mine has done some testing, and she had different graphics that had like, one had a whack of text on it, one had none. Um, and for her, she found that those that had a lot of text on it were working. However, mm -hmm. I've tried that with one of my clients and I mean, every group is so different and it did not work. <laughs> Do you, again, every person's audience is a little bit different, right? But, yeah. but yeah, what kind of experience have you tested or any results that you've seen with the graphics and yeah, so the, so the first thing to mention there is, yes, Facebook did lift that rule, but there, but there is a trick to it. So, uh, I mean, you're probably familiar with that, but I don't know if your listeners are. So even if you put a little bit of text on the image, that's more than 20%, um, Facebook will lower your reach a little bit because Facebook even though they lifted the rule, they still don't want you to put a lot of uh, okay. text on the image. So when you have a bit more than 20% uh, text on the image, Facebook will lower your reach, which means that you might, you might have to pay a little bit more for clicks than you would usually pay if you wouldn't have a text on the image at all. So it, there is a simple catch to it, and I have done some experiment, uh, experiments with mm -hmm. my clients, and I have actually found out that text on the image didn't really work for my clients and their audiences, yeah. So we usually do less than 20% or no text at all. We usually put like a headline or I don't know, a button with, with some kind of text on it, on yeah. the image. But that's about it. We don't put a lot because that didn't work for us. But again, as you said, I mean, people have so di just different target audiences yeah. and um, absolutely what might work for my clients might not work for you. And it goes the other way around as well. I know that's the whole thing, right? There's no like sweet formula absolutely. that's going to work for everybody. 
Yeah, it, and people people tend to forget that and they all follow the same advice. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not like that at all. That's why I you know mentioned before that you have to optimize and see what works for you because like I said, what works for you might not work for the other person and the other way around. Well, that's why we need like Facebook experts like you to kind of understand the analytics and go in and, and tweak and yeah. understand and see what works and what doesn't work. Cause yeah, there's, and same with the analytics, there's, there's so much to, to look at in there and same, yeah. hard, like talk to me a little bit about targeting. Oh yeah. So you have, I mean, I love doing Facebook ads. I have tried Facebook ads and Twitter ads and Pinterest ads, but I mean, Facebook is perfect for advertising. Yeah. And that's especially because they have, I mean, their targeting is developed incredibly, incredibly well. Yeah. They have all these different audiences on, I mean, there are different audiences on Facebook, but you can target niche audiences incredibly, incredibly well. So you have pretty much like three different, tar uh, three different audiences you can target. One thing you can do is just plain old interest targeting, which means that you go and create your Facebook ad and you put in some interest that your target audience is interested and you do a little bit of demographic narrowing down and I don't know focus on one specific area and that's it so that's interest targeting it's yeah. the oldest form of targeting but then again if you're not really really familiar with your target audience that might not work for you because right. that's guesswork you're doing guesswork totally. yeah and yeah so you're pulling some information out of your head and that and that information might not even be correct so the best way to do facebook ads is to do custom audience targeting so custom audiences are uh what you can do on facebook is you actually upload email an email list your email list to facebook and facebook will match that email list to people on Facebook so they will find your actual audience on Facebook and you can target your ads to them so Isn't you can that crazy that's so crazy <laughs> I know but on the other hand when people find that creepy I always say that if I have to choose between me seeing an ad that's relevant to me and me yeah. seeing an ad that's not relevant because people don't know what they're targeting I would rather pick an ad that's relevant because that Facebook advertiser took took the time and uploaded their email list to Facebook and they targeted me because they know that I'm interested in that kind of service and or that kind of product. So yeah, it's absolutely crazy, but I think it's a good thing. <laughs> no, it, it totally is from a business perspective, but I do find it kind of interesting that they can take like the people that you have on your e-list, find out like what they click, what they like, what their interests are, and then find other people that are like that. I'm like, oh my God, that's crazy. Yeah, and that's that's actually lookalike audience that you're talking oh, about. right, right, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So we don't want to conf confuse anyone. Right, sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, I wanted to, that's another thing I wanted to mention that you can do lookalike audiences. So like you said, Facebook matches the people that you have on your email list to a brand new audience that's similar to those people. So that that's crazy as well. And I know. it's, it's an incredible, I know, but it, there, then again, it's such an incredibly effective targeting technique oh, God, yeah. that not a lot of people use. Yeah, I agree. And, and, and then, yeah, I, I wouldn't know where have, to begin diving in to do that. <laughs> I, yeah, it's so crazy. And when you have lookalike audiences, you usually end up with a potential audience of 1 million people. So when you narrow that down with a little bit of interest targeting, um, I mean, magic can happen. No, I totally agree. 
And now what, I mean, I guess it depends on how much you're willing to spend and, you know, cost per click or whatever, but what kind of conversions, generally speaking, should people, like, what's a good range to get results-wise? Uh, like the ad spend or? I guess, um, like, conversion or click rate or... I mean, it really depends on the campaigns yeah. that you're doing and the products that you're trying to sell or the services that you're trying to put in front of your target audience. So it really depends. I usually start, for example, like I said, I start with, uh, especially with my clients, I start with establishing trust through value. So we start advertising our blog post to an audience. So we kind of give them a little bit of free value and we usually get clicks for a couple of cents because people are always after value, after free value. Who doesn't like to click on a blog post that, that is going to help him, I don't know, learn about something. So they uh, just, sorry, I'm going to interrupt you for a quick second here. Absolutely. So you're doing Facebook ads for people to like look at a blog. They're not opting in for something. They're not opting in. They're just learning something new. Oh. So that's, People don't, like I said, people don't actually do it. A lot of advertisers just skip that part and go straight into promotion. But I found out that it's incredibly effective, like I said, to establish trust yeah. with giving them a little bit of value and trying to teach them something new so they can see that, I mean, you're in it for helping them. You want to help yeah. them. You want to genuinely yeah. help them. No, I think that's a great idea. I mean, I know a lot of people do free reports and checklists and, and whatever. I know, I know. Yeah, but, so which is great too. I mean, it's free, but you're just trading an email for it. Um, but yeah, I've never heard of anyone doing that for just like a blog. And I think it's like an honest form of of marketing and of advertising. Like you said, not a lot of people do that. So when no. people see just a simple blog post, you know, we're going to teach you this and this with the blog, with this blog post, they just click on it and learn something new and they're incredibly excited. Yeah. And then hopefully, obviously they're going to go to some other page in your website and so forth, but at least they're, they're getting to know who you are and what your business is. And that's yeah. really what you want from a cold lead, right? Yeah. So what we, the next step, what we do is after we establish that trust, mm -hmm. we try to, we serve them ads, that specific audience that has visited our blog posts and have read those blog posts. Um, we uh, show them a Facebook ad for a lead magnet and that might be, I don't know, a webinar or a PDF cheat sheet or whatever. So the next step is to get them on our email list. <laughs> yes. Yes. So when we do that, um, that's kind of a funnel that we're trying to, you know, establish. I'm trying to establish with each of my clients. So the next, like I said, the next tip is to show them an ad for a lead magnet to get them on our email list. And on that email list, they will, again, receive a lot more value. If, if it's a lead, mag lead magnet for our email list, they're going to receive a lot of value again. And then within, you know, when they're on our email list, we can do whatever we want oh, with them. Exactly. So we pitch them products, give them more value. And obviously, um, we are going to serve them once they're on our email list, we're going to serve them ads for a service or a new product or stuff like that. Because now they already know us, they are a qualified audience. And a cost per conversion is going to be much lower than if we would target a totally unknown audience that doesn't even know who we are. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Yeah. I love how you've explained it. That's awesome. Yeah, I think like um, a lot of people forget that they can do, they can do like they can set up a funnel with Facebook ads. Mm -hmm. 
like I said, they usually just jump into straight into promotion without setting any, like without doing funnels and implementing them. So what I usually do is just change that approach. And like I said, establish trust through value first before we start pitching them with something. That's great. And so do you, when working with your clients, do you like create a plan of like, first we need to do this for so long and then like a natural, like a strategy? Oh, absolutely. I think that if you don't have a strategy like this, or at least a plan that consists of few bullet points, you're basically walking into a direction and you don't know in which direction you're going. (laughs) So when when you do a plan, when you do a strategy, you know what your goals are and you know what you need to achieve and you basically have a sense of direction which you should go in. So absolutely, we start with a plan and with a strategy on what we're going to do and what basically what our goals are that's awesome and so and I've heard I'm sure you've heard it too that you have to spend like five thousand dollars a month on Facebook ads in order to get results oh that is not true (laughs) but a lot of people say that right if you're not spending five thousand dollars a month then you're not serious or god knows what oh man No, like I, when I started out uh, for myself, when I started doing Facebook ads for my business, I spent $100 a month on Facebook ads. And the ROI I got from that was just incredible. I got subscribers and new blog visitors and people purchased my products, even uh, my productized services. So it was, if you start with $100 a month, which is absolutely nothing, you can achieve great results with Facebook. It's not, I mean, a lot of my clients and I'm working with big clients they start with $1,000 a month just to see and to test the wires a little bit yeah you will scale once you see that your ads are working and you're getting a decent ROI but just to test things out if you're a small business owner if you start with $100 a month that's good that's perfect yeah, because it can be intimidating to a lot of small, you know, entrepreneurs, um, you know, just that mindset of I need to be a bigger company or I need to have, gosh, a massive budget in order to play that game. No, that's, I mean, as you already know, that's absolutely not true. I think that that's the beauty of Facebook ads that anyone can, you know, if they they just, they can read a couple of blog posts, download a couple of PDFs about how to start with Facebook ads. And they just, they just need to start experimenting with with it. And that's the beauty of Facebook ads. Anyone can open up an advertising account. You don't need a special like designer to design a book (laughs) for you and to print it out and hang it somewhere outside you just need a Facebook advertising account you already know your company so you you know how to be and that's that's about it <laughs> yeah awesome now have you seen like good res- I know some people have been doing like the you know you can do the slides not just one image but like a few images or mm-hmm. some people have done the Facebook like the video ads mm-hmm. are they as or less um successful than just the regular Joe Facebook ads? Uh, which ads if they're more successful? If, you know that if you, instead of just having one image, it's like multiple, it's like a slideshow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or um, the videos. Yeah, it really, again, I, I hate saying this word. I know, but it's, if it's true. It's it, really true. De- it really depends. <laughs> <laughs> So with, for example, with e-commerce companies, I found out that, you know, the ads with multiple images work best because you can see, you can upload images of different products there and people can see, you know, everything. 
uh, and with other clients, videos work best. And with another client I have, we tried video, but it didn't work. So we're doing just simple yeah. ads with one image. So it's all about finding out what works for you, doing a little bit of experimenting. And Facebook ads, I mean, it's so incredibly cheap to get your foot in the game. Yes. So just experiment with ads a little bit and what works for you. And when you find out what that is, just stick with that and narrow that down. Awesome. Great advice. And, and so with a Facebook ad, just for people to understand, um, so I know when you sort of look at a Facebook ad, there's obviously the image, there's a little call to action button, there's a blurb at the bottom, and obviously the bigger text at the top. Are there things that we should be doing or, or shouldn't be doing when we're putting it together? When you're putting the ad together, mm-hmm. I think the number one rule to follow is first, first of all, you have to be honest with your audience. A lot of people try to do, you know, that clickbait ads and yes. the copy and you don't know what you're getting on the other side. People hate that. So you're not achieving great results with that approach. So what you need to do is to be completely honest with your audience. And when it comes to copy, I found out that the most effective thing to do is to lead with the expensive problem. So you, you have your business, you know what the expensive problem of your, or of your audience is. So when you're trying to pitch them on a service or to pitch them on a product, product that you sell, try to describe that pain that they're experiencing and give them a solution for that and write a copy about that uh, experience. Uh, I'm sorry, expensive problem. So that's like the most effective. So because when people when people see that copy and when they read about their expensive problem, about the problem that they have and the pain they have, they know that they, they just click on the ad because they know that there is a solution on the other right. side. So you're, you're appealing to their emotional. Absolutely. Problems. Yes. Yeah. So you can do that for blog posts as well, not just products or services. So for example, if I am writing about, I don't know, what, how does an effective Facebook ads campaign look like? I'm going to start with describing their expensive problems in the copy, in that copy, just like, you know, when you're struggling because you don't know, you know, um, how to set up your Facebook ad campaign to be effective, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm describing, I'm leading with the pain. I'm leading with the problem because people just think about that and and go okay yeah that that is my problem actually yeah i need to i need to click this and read the solution that's right they're really it, it makes it more relatable right it's it's Absolutely. speaking to them yeah especially when you have like such a good targeting that facebook has and when you're targeting your target audience directly and when they read that i mean it's it's a no-brainer they're going they're going to click on your ad yeah, exactly. Perfect. Um, now, I know you have a blog. I didn't get a chance to fully read it, but I was looking at it. Um, certain campaigns that you should be running. What types of campaigns are there? Um, so I usually, I, I basically described like what you need to do first. So when people set up their uh, Facebook ads um, manager and everything, they don't even know where to start. Mm. Because everything's so overwhelming. Like you said, you have custom audiences, you have lookalike audience, you have that type of Facebook ad, you have the other type of Facebook ad. So people don't even know where to start. So there are different things that you should do. For example, the first thing you should do is 
when you open up your Facebook advertising account, you get a Facebook pixel along with it. And that Facebook pixel, you have to, um, you have to implement that Facebook pixel on your web page immediately. So you start tracking people yeah. that come on your web page and you get that data that you need for retargeting. So that's the first thing you should do. And when you have that basic retargeting, you just do basic retargeting for for example, people have read your blog post, pitch them and say, I have an email list. You can join here. More of great content. Um, just click here, whatever. You can do lead ads for that. So that's the first thing you should do. Just basic retargeting. That's the most effective thing. And then again, advertising blog posts. That's another thing you should start with because it's incredibly easy to set up. You don't need to do custom conversions at the beginning. You, you do that after you do, I don't know, three to five campaigns. But with the first campaigns, all you need to get started is some basic retargeting, some advertising of your blog posts, just simple website clicks, or advertising a lead magnet to your blog readers, as I said before, with retargeting, et cetera, et cetera. So those are, cut, just start with retargeting. I think that would be my number one tip for that. <laughs> Perfect. Now you mentioned, um, oh, I just lost it. <laughs> I, I was you said something about something conversions or or custom pixel or custom conversions yes what do you mean by that so um with facebook when you do more advanced campaigns so it's not like i said basic retargeting or advertising yeah. your blog post you can actually set up a custom conversion which or a com basic conversion within facebook ads manager so what you do is you say when people visit this link, so, and that link is usually a thank you page, that means that that person converted. Yeah. And then, then you can create a Facebook advertising campaign that's uh, optimized for those conversions. So you create a campaign uh, for increasing your conversions for a product or a service. You do an ad for that service or a product and you optimize for conversions. So when Facebook will see, okay, so this person's, I don't know, these five people uh, converted, they bought this product, they're going to convert, um, I'm sorry, optimize that campaign. Uh, so you'll get even more conversions. Yeah. Gotcha. Thank you for that. that. Is so, like, that is so overwhelming. I'm just. <laughs> I know. And you're a fast talker, lady. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but that's my speed. I talk fast too. And people tell me to slow down. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like I try to package as much knowledge as possible in one sentence. <laughs> that's awesome. No, you've given us tons of information. This is great. I mean, I mean, as you know it, I could talk about this for five hours straight. I could talk about Facebook pixel for five hours straight. Oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> but that is a good that, that you do need and I guess I'll, maybe some people don't realize it is that you need to take that pixel put it on your your web page so that Facebook knows that they've actually gone there yeah so without without your Facebook pixel on your web page you're not going to be able to do any retargeting whatsoever so people forget that in order to do retargeting you have to put your Facebook pixel on your uh, web page as as, as soon as possible. So you have, when you set up to do, to do a new campaign or whatever, you already have some sort of data that you can work with. If you don't have, if you don't implement that Facebook pixel on your webpage as soon as possible, mm. you're not going to have as many people to target to. Exactly. Are there limitations in respects to um, retargeting or making custom audiences or lookalike audiences? Like how big your list size needs to be or... 
Yeah, the limitations are usually when it comes to lookalike audiences, mm -hmm. because if you don't have, I don't know, I think it's 1000 people. So if you don't have 1000 people on the list or within the audience that you, you're trying to create a lookalike audience from, Facebook will not have you know, the amount of data they, they need to create a lookalike right. audience. So they will not know what to analyze, what common interests people have. So, you know, they can do that. So there are limitations when it comes to, comes to that. But when it comes to retargeting from your web page, I mean, 100 people do. So if you have 100 people on, in that custom audience for retargeting, that's perfect. That's good to know. Because, yeah, I knew there were some stats, but I couldn't remember what they were. Yeah, I know. I mean, and again, like you said at the beginning, Facebook changes things. Oh, man, do they ever. Yeah, I, I swear to God, every week I have something new on my Facebook ads manager. So every week I'm trying oh, to yes. update my clients and <laughs> it's just overwhelming. So it's hard. It's hard to keep up. But I mean, we're getting along. <laughs> yeah. And then obviously, I know people test desktop versus mobile. Mm -hmm. uh, I can only assume that mobile is, is the top winner. I mean, everyone's Absolutely. on their devices. Yeah, I, I try to do both. I do. I mean, I, I do desktop and mobile, but usually mobile just uh, the conversion rates and cost per click or cost per conversions are just incredibly lower. People click on mobile phones all the time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So absolutely. I mean, uh, again, w while we're at this topic, I would suggest if you don't have a responsive web page, I mean, we're in 2016. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Ending. Yeah, you absolutely need to have that if you're going to do Facebook advertising um, because it really, really helps. Yeah, and make sure your landing page company that they're responsive as well because some absolutely. Yeah, I know. And again, it's so yeah, it's so easy to do that nowadays because, I, or if you use WordPress or anything else, a lot of templates come with the responsive web pages. Yeah. So again, this is a thing. I mean, we're in 2016; everyone has this, and um, you absolutely need to adapt to an age we live in. Yeah, exactly. Um, but believe it or not, I was using Get Response. You know how they have landing pages, and their yeah. landing pages are not responsive. So oh. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Oh, they oh, have to. <laughs> I canned that and went to lead pages naturally, but it was mm -hmm. like, how are you not? <laughs> yeah, lead pages are awesome when it comes to this. They all, I mean, everything's responsive. And thank God, I mean, you have to, you have, to have that in 2016, as I said before. <laughs> oh, that is nuts. Well, thank you so much for, for all your information. You did pack a lot of good, juicy info in that uh, 30 minutes there, girl. <laughs> well, th thank you. <laughs> like I said, I, I could talk about this for five hours straight. <laughs> That's but awesome. unfortunately, I don't, passionate. <laughs> I don't think many people would listen to a podcast episode five hours long. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. You never um, know. <laughs> now, I know you were um, so gracious enough to provide a Facebook ad cheat sheet to my listeners. So how can they find that? So I have all my products on Gumroad because I don't have the time to do special landing pages for them. Uh, so they can find us. I'm doing a giveaway. So the Facebook ads cheat sheet that I have, and it's incredibly popular, is free for the listeners. So they can find it on gumroad.com slash L slash Facebook ads cheat sheet. And the discount coupon code is STS.
Perfect. And I'll obviously have that link on my show notes just to make it easier for everyone. (laughs) Yeah, because I mean, (laughs) it's, it's a little bit long. (laughs) That's all right. That's what uh, the show notes are all for. Yeah. And we'll have all your links on there as well. So thank you again. It's been an absolute treat. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. Cool. So that is it for today, folks, um, for this episode of Sailing to Success podcast. Um, You, of course, will get this episode and my previous ones at lindsayphillips.com, along with my videos and blogs. And so until next time, folks, I wish you all a productive and profitable week and may the winds always be at your back. You've been listening to the Sailing to Success podcast, the show created exclusively for entrepreneurs and small business owners looking for a safe port in the storm of fast-paced business growth. To make sure you don't miss a single profit-boosting show, subscribe to this podcast at iTunes and www.sailingtosuccesspodcast.com. To learn more about how Lindsay and her team can help you increase customer service, run your business more effectively, and increase your profits, go to www.ssonlinesupport.com. That's www.ssonlinesupport.com. Now go and implement what you've learned and come back next week for more Sailing to Success podcasts.